Hits, episode six of The Platformers. My name is Brian Barnett. I'm Chris Shriver. And I'm Martin Galazzi. And today we got a number of issues to talk about, so let's jump straight into it. What have you guys been playing? Nothing but No Man's Sky. <laughs> for a day. For one, for for one, one solid day. day. Yeah. Did you Before go to that, work today? No. <laughs> I thought about calling in sick to play the the uh, the Demon Hunter, the new class in World of Warcraft, but I decided against it. Mm. I uh, yeah, I was good, so I didn't go in. Like I didn't really need to, and I was just like, you know what? Today's a No Man's Sky kind of day, and uh, yeah, it was well worth it. <laughs> so so okay, I've heard a lot of pitches, and as we were talking about earlier um, before we started recording. Um, I'm not 100% sure what No Man's Sky actually is. I mean, it looks like a game where you fly around space and you might shoot some people, monsters, aliens, what have you. And it basically just is like kind of a... It seems kind of like a a walking simulator, but on a galactic scale. That's a a really apt way to put it. And I don't want to spoil anything because the game is pretty much based around moments. Like, hmm. you'll be flying around space doing jack-all for a long time, you know? And then you'll just, you'll land on this planet or you'll see something and, and ships will fly in. And, and it's just like, oh my goodness, like, this is so awesome. And it gives you that, like, it's not quite Star Trek, right? Because that's kind of what I was going in for. And it, it's it's more like this, like, solitude, right? This lone survivor almost feel in this galaxy where, like, the, the promise of you feeling like an explorer... It's not necessarily like that for me because there's the planets have stuff on them, right? Otherwise, what what would the game be? There's things to see and ruins and, and different types of uh, I don't know what you want to call them, just like points of interest. But it feels like you're the first person of your race to see it, if that makes sense. Like it feels like you're out here for yourself. If that makes sense. it's weird. It's kind of like a philosophical game in a sense. It's it's Interesting. weird. Yeah. It's uh, about like the existence and the place of humanity in the cosmos and different things like that. Exactly. And it it doesn't that say if you're a human or cool. anything. It it is. It's really interesting like uh, you learn languages and what? like you have to Oh yeah. And you have to there's multiple different races of aliens that you interact with and um you have to like fuel so i don't want to get into too too much spoilers or anything but you have to like fuel your ship and like if you don't have fuel you just can't take off so it's like you have to go find what you're looking for and it's not like it's cumbersome but it definitely makes you think oh should i land there i don't know i don't know how much fuels around there i don't know if i'm going to be out on my ship for a long time like i landed on an ice planet the other day and or yesterday and um, the other day, like it's been out for months. It feels like it. It, it feels like it. Um, I landed How long on, have I been gone? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I land on this ice planet, and it's like negative 30 degrees Celsius, right? Real cold. And I'm like, okay. It tells you all that? Yeah, it tells you the temperature. you got to maintain that stuff. So I'm on this planet. It's really cold, and my life support is draining really fast, right? Is, so, have you? Did you ever play The Long Dark? No, I did not. Okay. I'm just kind of wondering if it's like that, where it like it tells you that it's cold, and it's like, hey, you better find a coat quick, dude, or you're gonna freeze to death. Yeah, right. It, it gives you like that kind of notification, but the difference is, like, you can upgrade your gear, but that's not like an immediate solution. Like, you're stuck with what you have pretty much for while you're on the planet, right? So you can either get in your ship and leave, 
get in your ship and just sit there because your ship's like climate controlled, right? Turn up the heater. Um, or, I would hope so. Yeah, or you can constantly be refilling your um, like your suit, right? So like if you're in really cold temperature and you have your uh, climate control, you need to constantly be filling that with isotope because it's burning super fast. And there's different levels of each material. So like there's carbon as an isotope and then there's plutonium. Plutonium is a little more efficient than carbon, it feels like. Like, it it doesn't burn more efficiently, but you use less, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like, it just costs less to fill it up. Um, so that was really cool, right? That was interesting. And then it was night. Like, because the planet actually rotates, right, around a sun. Mind-blowing. So it goes to night, and the temperature drops to, like, 75. And now, at this point, I'm, like, a little bit away from my ship. I didn't know what I was doing, so I was like... Okay, well, I'm screwed. Like, I'm sitting there, like, constantly trying to find materials as I'm making my way back to my ship to keep my suit warm. And then as I get to my ship, I'm like, okay, cool. I take off. I find the sun side of the planet again, land, and I'm exploring a little bit more. And then a storm comes in. And, like, a storm changes the atmosphere. Is this happening with no loading? No loading. At all. Ever. That's amazing. The only loading, the only loading screen. Is up front, right? Up front, and then when you warp, but the loading screen is really hidden behind, like, a warp drive animation. Almost like a Destiny. I mean, not that Destiny's was, like, really hidden. It's better than Destiny. Yeah. 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 Like, like, uh, like Mass Effect or something? Less cutscene-y. Like, you're in your ship. Your ship doesn't change. It doesn't change screens or anything. It's just you, like, go super fast, sparkles and warp drive technology flash around you, and then you're in the new solar system. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Now, as far as the scale of the planets are concerned, like, are we, as far as, like, what you've played so far, are we talking, like, Mario Galaxy scale, where it's like, oh, let me run over there, and now I'm on the other side of the planet, you know, it was, like, really quick. <laughs> no. Or are they, like, massive well, I mean, or some really tiny? talked about getting his ship and then flying to the other side of a planet. Well, that's yeah, what I mean. Like, I don't know if there are some that okay. are much, so much sh- bigger than others, or... There are. So there's moons, different sized planets, real big planets, um... And so the size of the planet is kind of hard to tell because it's all judged on speed. So, like, if you're just walking around, right, and you, like, you scan or whatever and you can see something, it's, like, ruins over there, okay? It doesn't give you a distance. It tells you how long till you get there in your oh, current so tell, mode of transportation. An... Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh. so if you're so walking, basically it's, it's like, like Google Maps but for the universe. Right? So you're walking and I see something on the other side of the planet and it's, like, 18 days, 4 minutes, whatever, 4 hours, whatever. And I get in my ship, and then it's like 3 minutes, 6 seconds. And then if I use boost, it drops down again. And then if you go out of the atmosphere, you fly way faster. So, like, if you want to get from... Because you don't have resistance and whatnot. I assume, right? So you get from one side of the planet to the other. It would take a long way if you just stayed in the atmosphere. But you could just jump out of the atmosphere, which takes seconds fly way fast all the way around land and you're on the other side of the planet but interesting it's like it so it feels they don't feel that big but they are and they do feel big it's just it gives you a rewarding way of transportation around the planets that's crazy so basically like you can you could could you theoretically just never leave the first planet you go to and play it like a survival game yeah absolutely i mean that would be super boring but you could (laughs) <laughs> so it's like, 
So well, I mean, I think survival games are pretty boring, but um, fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> that's crazy. So basically, it's very realistic in the in the you know to the extent that depending on your mode of transportation, if you're stuck back in the dark ages and you got to walk everywhere, or I don't know if you can hop on any of the indigenous life or anything like that. No, them no, around, no. But so you get your, like, your ship is pretty much everything, right? You try to stay okay. near your ship. Um, and your ship has a certain amount of, like, thrust or whatever you want to call it to begin with. And then you can put mods on the ship to increase the damage that it does or its shields or the rate that it uses fuel or how fast it goes. All sorts of uh, different upgrades. But they all take inventory space. So if you have 23 slots, right, that's instantly... Um, minus by like five for your shield, your gun, your warp drive, your booster, and your um, takeoff jets, right? That, mm. Those are the standard things, and you fuel those. But every mod you add takes another inventory slot off. And inventory is the game. Like, it's... it's Inventory management? Yeah. Like, you, I never have space, so it's always like, I need plutonium to fuel my ship, but I don't have enough iron to build this thing so like i'm gonna ditch this plutonium and then hopefully find some on the way back to my ship so i can take off and like um there's an entire galactic market so there's trading selling um now okay i've got a couple of questions yeah absolutely this is just this is no man's sky q a the episode (laughs) for real uh so a couple of questions first of all how in depth is that okay well okay hold on let me just tackle this one first because this will be a quick answer is it like Resident Evil 4 style inventory management where you're like, crap, I can't carry hardly anything and I need all this stuff. You can't stockpile things and you have to make like brutal choices. Kind like, of. Well, maybe I'll need a shotgun and some shotgun shells before too long. The difference so I should is, probably hold on to this. I, it's, it's similar to that. The difference is, is like you're usually pretty close to like a space station or something where, or a trading depot where you can just sell your things. So like... For me, I'm collecting, I'm trying to collect gold, right? Gold is valuable, you can sell it, and uh, you make credits, right? Um, but, like, I don't have to mine gold if I, if I don't want to, because it'll still be there. You know what I mean? Like, I can always hmm. come back to that spot. So, the, the inventory management thing is, like, when you're moving on from a planet, it's like, ah, oh, did, did I get what I wanted? If you see something, you know... It's like, oh, I need that. I need that for this upgrade I want. Well, my inventory's full. Uh, do I drop something? Do I try to use, like, some plutonium to recharge my gun or whatever? Or do I just forget it and come back later? So it's kind of like a at-the-moment thing, for, for me at least. Like, I try to manage my inventory for what I'm doing at the moment. And that's really fun in and of itself. And you can upgrade your suit inventory and then your sh- ship inventory uh, separately, like that, your ship is your ship. You can't upgrade the ship that you have, but you can get new ships. Um, you can upgrade. Excuse me, sorry. You can upgrade the ship that you have, like its components, but you can't like add more cargo space or um, change what it looks like. Any of that, right? It's just the ship that it is, and then you play around with it as it is. But you can buy ships from other people, not players, other NPCs. Like if you see yeah, a that- ship just flying around and it lands you can walk up to it talk to the guy that's flying it or gal and just be like do you want do you want to take my money and i'll take your ship 
and sometimes they'll be like, yeah, sometimes no. They'll yeah, I'd like to be trapped up. on this planet forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so exactly right. It's mostly a bit space of an odd concept. And they can buy, uh, they can buy another ship. I guess I don't really care. It's an NPC, right? So they can. So that was chill. The, so that was the other thing that I was curious about is that you were talking about like, oh, you're never really far from a space station. I was under the impression that like you're probably never going to see another person. You're not. It's all NPC controlled. Okay, so you're not going to see another player, but you're not the only person. You're not the only human in space. The the galaxy is very populated. That's what I was saying. Where like people maybe with see- humanoid, uh, humanoid, yeah, or just humanoid. all a bunch of aliens. Well, they're aliens. They're humanoid, right? They're bipedal, humanoid aliens. upright. But right. yeah, they're okay. they're aliens. They have there's different species. So far, I've ran into the Gek, which is great, and the Vakani, and some other. Are they like giant walking upright lizards that wear tuxedos and imitate James Bond? <laughs> <laughs> no, obscure reference. Uh, they have beaks. <laughs> a reference to Gex. <laughs> Um, that was so, awesome. yeah, they, uh, I try it, <laughs> solid, Brian, solid. It, it's less what I thought it would be, but I'm, I'm still excited, right? Like I thought it was going to be this exploration. Like I'm seeing things and it's going to blow my mind every time I, I warp into a galaxy, but that's so, or into a solar system, excuse me. But that in itself is kind of like naive, right? Like what game is that? I, I don't understand yeah. the way that they have the game. It's. It's super dynamic. It's every time you do something new, it feels great. Um, and I'm doing new things constantly. Granted, I'm only like seven hours in maybe. But um, it, it does feel really good and it feels rewarding. And I can see the path, which is nice. Like um, the higher level upgrades require different things um, that I haven't even seen yet. There's a story woven through. that's very, It's very story light, but it's really intriguing. Um mm. So yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's a great game so far. It's it's absolutely fantastic. This is kind of a dumb question, but like, do the menus seem to like to you at least? Do they? Do you think they're really like cumbersome? Like, are they kind of like a pain in the butt? Like, whenever I think of inventory management, I'm always like, God, if it's like a pain in the butt, I really, uh, it's gonna take me out of the experience, and I'm not gonna want to play it. Like, do you have any of those moments where you're like, yeah. wow, this could be a lot better? Or this, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have had those moments, and that's absolutely a, not a dumb question at all. Um, it gives me like a second where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that, you know. But it's fluid enough to where it doesn't bother me. It's just noticeable. Sure. Where I'm like, oh, come on. But it, it's never really given me like things don't stack, um, which is kind of annoying. Uh, minerals. And like it makes elements sense, though, stack, things don't stack in real life. Exactly right. Yeah. So like yeah. you can have a certain number of elements on you at once. Like so, if you have carbon, you can have one to two hundred and fifty, and that's one stack. But if you have like other items, none of the other items stack. So if you build something, it's like oh, it's just chilling in your inventory. And yeah. if you build another, and- you have to go to another inventory slot. The crafting is a little obscure. Uh, Brian, you had a question. No, I was just going to say, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm not sure what genres that might be specific to. I know that it's like MMOs and RPGs and different things like that. When we're, when we're talking about stacking, uh, it is when you have a, a, an inventory in a lot of games, um, if you have, like, gold that you have to carry, instead of having to allocate a, spe- a specific spot on a grid that each piece of gold takes, they just have one piece of gold in your inventory and then they have a number on it which will indicate the amount of gold that you have but it doesn't penalize you for having a lot of it 
So in a lot of games, certain types or items of the same type, if they're like the same type of item, always like a piece of copper or you know some ore or something like that, yeah. they'll let those stack so that you don't have to get really in the weeds micromanaging your inventory. So yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yep. And so yeah, definitely things like uh, minerals, which is a lot of the game stack, but anything crafted doesn't stack, and and it's so crucial too because like you get new inventory space for finding these drop pods. Um, you like track them down, find them, and then you can go and you pay. And each time it, it's exponentially more. So, um, the credits, more expensive. yeah, credits the first time's free. And then it just keeps going. It's like drugs. It's great. But you want to, <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get you hooked. Yeah, hey, exactly. Hey kid, I heard you like space. Here's a backpack. <laughs> or no, here's a fanny pack. If you want a backpack, it's going to cost you a bit more. Exactly. It's not even <laughs> that, dude. It's like, here's a uh, pocket and I'll sell you another one for a million gold. Let's go. Oh it's, my it's, goodness. It's rough. And, and the that thing sounds that, like they're, they're driving a hard bargain out there. They they're trying are. to rip you off. No pockets are free, man. Come on. So it's, it's a harsh galaxy. So, every time you upgrade, right? So imagine you I think have a that bag. is a famous, you know, popular saying. There's no such thing as a free pocket. It absolutely, uh, you know, Martin Glossy, 2016. So, you have a backpack, right? And it has a certain amount of space, right? And you want a jetpack. Well, you have to put the jetpack in the backpack. And if you want the jetpack to go higher, that goes in the backpack as well. So every there are time, jetpacks in this video game. Yes, there is. So every time... I think I might have to purchase it. That's <laughs> a given. Come on, you have to. Every time you upgrade your exosuit, is what they call it, it gets rid of one of your inventory spaces. Forever. Like, you can, you can delete that item, but you can never, like, take that off. It's there. So that also is, like, penalizing you for, like... Well, I want my jetpack to go higher, but I like carrying things. So, oh man. I'll probably wait. Yeah, so like it it really drives like the exploration to find more things to upgrade your inventory to then find upgrades and uh, like recipes, I guess, to upgrade your suit better. Well, and not only that, it almost sounds like you want to kind of plan out what types of planets you want to go to, like so if I'm if I, let's say I'm like okay I'm gonna outfit myself to go to like a lava planet or whatever, so I'm gonna up whatever stats I need to do that. I'm not gonna do that and then immediately change it and go to go to an ice planet, an ice planet. Yeah, like that's so what it like, seems like. I'm just guessing. Um, I'm not far enough into the the tech tree for that yet, but what I've seen it's more like your environmental suit capabilities have been increased. It's not like specific ice specific hot but it's like okay do i want do i want to upgrade that if i'm going to be going to these because they're not they're dime a dozen right these super climate planets sure it's like they're everywhere so am i going to really focus on those and and do that or am i going to try to stay away and just hit the regular planets which are still dime a dozen there's like four quintillion planets yeah um and, and really focus on that and get maybe like an underwater breather or more sprint or higher jetpack. So it's like, is it speed? Is it survivability? Is it shields? Is it weapons? Like, so on every planet, also, I, I didn't really talk about this, combat. 
Um, combat is not like something I really think of when I think of No Man's Sky, but it's definitely a, a part. There's these things called Sentinels, and they're on every planet. Um, they're little machines, and they have different tiers of them. So, like, there's these little, think, Guilty Spark, right? Um, little flying orbs. And they scan you, and if you're not doing anything, great, they don't care. But if you start taking resources, they'll be like, hey, what are you doing? And they'll scan you. And if you're, like, if you take a ton of resources, that's a problem. Um, if you kill wildlife, that's a problem. And they'll just start attacking you. So, the, the one gripe I have about the game, really, is that combat feels clunky a little bit. Where, like, it's kind of got, like, an auto-aim system. But my, not an auto-aim, like, snap-aim, I guess. But right. when, when I'm using that, I don't feel like a badass, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm, like... You don't feel away. like there's skill shots or whatever? No, exactly. I'm just like, try to find the thing, shoot it, because it's hurting the hell out of me. And that's fine. Um, I was thinking about it today, and I feel like it's less of, like, a problem and more like a feature almost to where, like, I'm if I'm an explorer and this is what I'm doing, like, it feels hectic. Like, it doesn't feel like Call of Duty, you know what I mean? It's not smooth. And I don't know if that's mm. by design or if I'm just being an apologist, but, like... I kind of like it. It feels like I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to be in combat. Like, hurry, run, you know? And I just, like, shoot my gun and run away. Like, I don't feel like I'm gung-ho going in there. I don't know. And, I mean, that that may have been their intent originally, but, I mean, do you yeah, know... Yeah, I was going to ask if you thought it was by design. Yeah. It, it feels a little bit like it is. Um, when you get shot, even if you're not taking a lot of damage, they do, like, a really um, strong job of telling you. Like, your whole screen will go red, and you're like... Oh no, like it feels so hectic even if you're not taking a ton of damage. Yeah. And um I think that's also by design, right? Like it feels like I'm not I'm not supposed to be out here killing these things. Like I'm an explorer, I'm supposed to be gentle and like do my own thing. But I Is I, there a Go ahead. Is there a way to to play through the game without attacking or being attacked by anyone? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um without being attacked by anyone might be a little hard just because there's pirates um most likely you could do it you can always run too um which is totally fine without being attacked by sentinels on the ground it's just a matter of being careful and watching what you're doing so when you land on a planet it will kind of give you a rundown of like how much flora how much fauna and then the sentinels um what they're thinking right and they can be like frenzied calm normal uh i've seen a few others i can't really remember but um, if they're, like, frenzied, you, like, go, like, hit a rock, and they're like, we're coming to kill you. You messed up our planet. We're done. And, <laughs> like, if you can kill one of them really quickly, and um, you can kind of... I, I wonder... Go ahead. Do, does, does you messing with something... So, like, for example, if they're frenzied, and I know that, the, like, the, the likelihood of this is, like, really short, and I don't want to waste too much time on this, but... Yeah. Um, uh, but, like... Would it, do you think that like you messing with the ecosystem and avoiding them and then leaving the planet might amp them up for somebody else who might potentially come to the planet? I don't know. Like that would be a really interesting system, but it's just like everything's so spread out, and they're saying that like you're probably never gonna see anybody else. So like, what would be the purpose of a system like that? Well, on top of that, or to piggyback off that, um, Kotaku actually just released an article about i think it was two people that i didn't read it but i just read the headline it looked like two people were streaming and they both went on the same planet to the same place 
and neither one could see each other. Yep. So uh, the plan, or so maybe it's isolating on purpose without you know any recourse really. So um, I kind of I, I read this story, and what they're talking about is um, like a, a dude landed on a planet, saw that it had already been discovered, and messaged the guy. They started streaming, and they like kind of. Uh, coordinated effort went to the same place and yeah they were invisible so the game is sharded definitely that's why you can pause right you can pause in this even though it's a continuous world which is super nice but yeah yeah it's interesting that you can pause um in games like destiny or world of warcraft there's no pause no pause then it would disrupt everything for everybody else exactly so um that's super interesting to me that there's uh, sharded but what's also interesting is that they were on the same planet like the planet loaded for both of them and it was the exact same planet which is alone kind of interesting because that means it works and they weren't just lying which yeah i don't know if they i don't know a lot of people thought they kind of were but the idea that everything is procedurally generated up up and down the scale like if oh you mean that like, even, even if I did go to the same planet, that maybe mine would look different than yours. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe that it has the, the assumption, name. Yeah. 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 But they nailed it. Like, they got it right, I guess. Which, that's that's a huge accomplishment. That they are simulating a universe and having it remember what it simulated yeah. and load back. Yeah. Like, basically, what they, what they did was, instead of how things are normally procedurally generated, which is every time you enter the game or every time you start up a new game... Uh, it generates new kind of instances of X, Y, and Z uh, along, you know, certain numbers of variables. But it seems like now what happens is when the game launched, it procedurally generated a universe and then everybody is just living in it. Or maybe it procedurally, maybe it... it, it I can tell you what it generates does. generates something the first <laughs> time somebody gets there. Yep, that's exactly what it does. And then... It, it has and then more anybody less... who comes out, it like locks it down, and then everybody else who comes in will see what was generated for this one person. In my that's non, crazy. yeah, in my non uh, mathematician mind, that's pretty much what I've seen it described as. Where um, if you, anytime you go to that same place, it will load in the same because it's using the same variables, exactly the mm. same way. So, so in that theory or in that same light. What we're saying is, if at 3.01, Marty went to this planet, and he was the first one there, then it's going to load a certain way. But if I had been there first at 3.05, and Marty wasn't there yet, and I was the first person to discover it, it could be an entirely new planet, in theory. But, it, maybe, but no, there's no, no, no. no the way other to way around. that. No, no, the no, other no. way around? Yes. So, regardless who lands on that planet first, it's that planet, is how it's been described to me. Because, like, specific regions of space have, like, oh, this right here is going to be generated at this place, is what I've been described. Like I said, I'm not an expert. I have no idea, like, exactly. This is just what I've read into it. That, like, if I went there first or you went there first or whenever uh, a large amount of time in between, that area would look like that. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yes. But well, it's just not, not a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's super That's interesting crazy. to me. Yeah. Yeah. That they're they're simulating universe. But yeah, you're right. So, so well uh, done. Yeah. 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 I'm, I know. I'm excited. I my copy's sitting at home right now. I'm uh, I'm trapped in Ocean City, but 
I'll so, get there. So, Marty, what, what's the what's the final word on your review of No Man's Sky? Final word, buy it. Pick it up. You'll you'll like it if you like exploration in any sense. And the PC so. nerds, should they just wait for that version to come out? Yeah, definitely. It'll be soon. Okay. It'll be on the 12th. Cool. And I'm assuming it's going to run great. Yeah. Judging by the okay. judging by the guys. The the fact that like a 12-man studio put this game out is is absolutely crazy to me. Like it's it's yeah. more game than a lot of games that I've played from $60 AAA developers. So Yeah, that's Fantastic. it. That's my verdict. What have you been playing? Chris, you want to go next or shall I? Um, you can go as I seem to have lost the show notes. <gasps> oh, fantastic. We don't I have them else. back. I, I, just kidding. I have them back. I can go first. Um, <laughs> Whatever you want. Just into what I'm playing. I, I started playing Fez a little bit. That's pretty much it. Okay. Um, outside of that, I've been... Um, I finished the screenplay for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on the beach and? today. And what you think? Um, was a big fan. Has a lot of nostalgic moments. Ooh, went in di- Went in a direction I didn't expect it to. Um, and, like, the whole plot was a lot... I didn't know what to expect, but it, it was definitely not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, but, it, but good. Was it yeah. not a I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it was interesting. I, I, I would like to go see it. I don't think I ever will get the opportunity to outside of... So like, go to London and yeah, go to exactly. West Ham and watch play? <laughs> yeah, outside of the Blu-ray release that is probably going to happen at some point. Probably. So, yeah. um, and That'd then I, nice. I read... Um, Volume, what am I on? I think I'm on volume four of Batman New 52. I've read mm. uh, two and three. Um, yeah, I've been so loving that. So where is that? that? I, I read the, the Court of Owls, that's but what I didn't I just get finished. any further than that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that a great That is awesome. Dude, it's so good. It's awesome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, huh? New 52, bringing it back. Yeah. Coming strong. Yeah. New Fifty Two Batman. Although that's not that's that's older than like the new Rebirth gotcha, thing that gotcha. they've done. Yeah, Rebirth on, is like happening yet. happening right now. Gotcha. Um, but New Fifty Two. It now that Rebirth is out, a lot of that stuff, is, especially if you go on like Amazon. I, I typically don't. I end up going to a comic book shop to get yeah, stuff like this. But um, yeah. Um, but they're all like eleven bucks now, like for the whole volume gotcha. sets. Oh which wow, is cool. that's oh, nice. So I've I've just been yeah, doing that. I'm, so I'm jump- interested in checking out the uh, the the Superman one because I hear that it's pretty good. Although I will say I enjoyed the New Fifty Two Superman, so I don't know. I didn't read it at all. We'll see. Did we'll you see, see um, or did you read American Alien at all? Max Landis. No, I need to. It's need really to. That's on, really. It's good. on my list. Um, yeah. I think it's only like seven or eight issues, but it's very very good. I, I'm yep. definitely thinking about jumping into that. I'm not a comic book guy, but I, I really like the MCU and I really like the the movies. Yeah, um, that have been coming out. So I I want to get a little more into comics, and I really like Max Landis. So I think that's probably where I'm going to start yeah. just for, just for fun. Yeah. Um, I've heard really great things about American Alien. I yeah. really really I'm going I'm going to check it out. It's just Matter I'm trying time. to get through my Steam backlog, and you know no. different things are coming out. that sure. I'm gonna Try you know so. So Chris, question for you. Um, yeah. Not to bring it back to uh, too much books or anything, but we can talk about whatever we want. It's our podcast. <laughs> so, um, Cursed Child. Like, no spoilers, no in-depth at all. I was kind of really upset that, like, she didn't just make a new Harry Potter book. Like, yeah. Like, why make a play? And that's fine. Like, you want to make a play, and that's cool. But it feels so, like, halfway into everything. It's just, like, it's a Harry Potter book that's not a Harry Potter book. But it's, like, she said it's book eight, but it's, like, it's not. Of this I mean, weird well, play. Like, does it read so, like a book? Or it's... 
it's kind of hard to it's really hard to talk about without giving spoilers i guess what i'll say is like like have you ever read a screenplay no okay Um, i I, i've read uh, i've read scripts yeah so for those who are unfamiliar um what ends up like my dad was asking me about like how does that even work like how do you read a play and i'm like well you know it's got uh, got character lines and then and then stage directions yeah right so um, so it has the stage direction yeah so like every single thing it's not chapters it's like act one scene three um hogwarts express and then it'll say the character's name their dialogue and then if there's like certain stage direction or actions that they need to be doing um that's typically listed or if there's like a fight scene then it'll kind of set the scene for that um and who's throwing what spells and things like that that is ah i don't like that like, I mean, that's what a script. That's what a script is, you know. I yeah, mean, that's no, just absolutely how, right. That's a script. So, but why did she make it a script? Why? I, don't, I think I mean, for her as a writer, than... she wanted to just explore something different. It's the first time she's ever really done anything like that. Um, you know, she's well, had I mean, the experience she... co-writing the scripts of the movies, say, yeah. and she, then she and did. She uh, also did Fantastic Beasts. She did the right, script for that. right. So it's just it, maybe she's just in that mood. I guess it uh, yeah. just feels kind of disingenuous in a way that's like yeah this is book eight but it's not like well that and you have to remember she's also written a ton of stuff for or, uh, on Pottermore and stuff yeah. so I mean she's still writing in you know typical like the literature sense yeah. um, it just happens to be on the internet and not you know in a physical in a book, book. Yeah. Um, I want I want my audiobook bruh come on <laughs> but I think I'll pick it up I think I'll pick it's it up. it's just, definitely just worth fun. a read. Like if you're if you've read all the books and you know I mean obviously you know Marty and I grew up with them. Brian's just yep. old, um, but <laughs> hey, I read them. <laughs> but I mean, it's definitely worth the read. Some people are saying that um, they things that they didn't like were it like relies so much on nostalgia. Gotcha. And I, what I was saying to Jess was I don't think it's so much that it relies on nostalgia, but it, it relies on the fact that you understand the things that are in the universe like what makes it different from any of the books is that you know you get like in the books you'll get like this big long like page and a half explanation of like what a hollow is yeah yeah, what a hollow is and what a horcrux is and like all that stuff and this book just assumes that you know all of this information okay which as long as you do you're in good shape like it's not a problem but if (laughs) i would never be like oh you've never read harry potter and you know literally nothing about the universe Let's go see this play because you'll be totally lost and not appreciate gotcha. any of it. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, but it's great. I loved it. I read it in two days. <laughs> Good. Is it thick? Um, it's like three hundred pages, but again, scripts. It reads um, quicker. About yeah, they read very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick it up then. Made my mind. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. What have you been playing? Cool. What else you been doing? That's it. Um, that Tetris. I played some Mortal Kombat with uh, my brother's friend the other night. I got my butt kicked and remembered how bad <laughs> I am at that game. Yeah, um, yeah. And we were playing Peggle Two this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Peggle Two is amazing. It's like my game. It's one of my dad's favorite games, and he was like, "God, I wish they had another Peggle." I was like, "Cause he has a Xbox 360. We got him oh, nice. for his birthday one year." And I was like, "Actually," <laughs> and Wait, I put it on. Isn't Peggle Two also on 360 now? It might be. I don't it know. Be, he yeah. never really uses it anymore because he beat mm-hmm. Peggle One, and now he's like, "I have no use for this thing," so he never really touches it. It's just really God, funny. Your two hundred dollar Peggle machine. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, "Oh my God, there's another one." <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go buy yeah. an Xbox One. <laughs> nice. But he was stoked. 
That's nice. funny. Very nice. Yeah, otherwise now, I mean, it's just been a lot of reading, and, you know, we've been uh, <clears throat> going to the boardwalk, and... We, oh, oh my god, I mean, we've been playing a ton of Pokemon Go, obviously. Alright, so obviously. I need, I need for those to talk that about missed, this. For those that missed last week, Chris oh, is on vacation on, right now. I am on vacation, yes. Yeah. Um, just briefly, so... Brief Pokemon Go. The, I, I'm not gonna allow Pokemon Go to be, like, the standard game of this <laughs> it's show. It's not! It Don't worry, not it'll, be, it'll be No Man's Sky next week. Don't worry. But it will be. You guys will play it. We'll play it, and we'll, we'll all have our own little experiences to talk about, and it'll be great. But right now, oh, this yeah. is where I live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, the New Jersey boardwalks like just ha- are completely lined with um, Poke Poke stops. Stops. Gotcha. and the uh, what it seems like the the uh, businesses that are there like in front of one will actually drop lures. Um, so as people walk, like Mac and Mancos, which is like a really famous pizza spot uh, for the uninitiated, which I assume is you too. Um, oh, yes, <laughs> they. Uh, so I think they're actually dropping lures every half hour, so people gotcha. actually come in and get pizza and like hang out. Um, but I mean, I've gotten so I was at level twenty when I I don't know where my phone's at. That was right here. Dear lord. Um, I gotten to level twenty before I got here, and I'm now at twenty one and a half, which um, is huge. I sat in the living room last night just evolving stuff. Um, I now have a victory bell, Ooh. seeking. I caught a Porygon today. What? Um, Electrode, uh, let's see, Slowbro, Ponyta, Ammonite, Kadabra, Dragonair. Oh, you got Dragonair? Yup. I'm about nice. to get a Poliwrath, Wartortle. Now we're, just, now we're just naming off Pokemon. <laughs> Dude, it's just like, it's unreal. A Graveler. I got so much stuff just walking the board. That's, it makes me so mad when people are live in like super historical places. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna go down to the park, and there's gonna be three well, like, Pokestops. And that's if I it. actually went to Philly, like for a day, I would make out like a bandit. I'm just too yeah. lazy. <laughs> so you're like, I'm gonna go to New Jersey instead. <laughs> yeah, instead I'll just do that. Like, and I don't need to spend yeah. time with my family. Jess and I are just gonna play that all. Go day play Pokemon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's been great. That's where I'm at. Well, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Braggy? What have you been playing? What was I up to this week? Uh, well, uh, this week I got in a horrible car accident. Oh, yeah. That happened. <laughs> yeah, so it did tell, happen on Tuesday. Because we've only talked about this over Twitter. Oh, yeah, Jess, so, is, uh, Jess is handing me a piece of meat. What is this? Kielbasa. I don't know what that oh, is. I do. Kielbasa sausage. I appreciate it's you. Yeah. Very inappropriate tell Je- when Brian is about tell to Jess tell us say this hi. heartwarming story about car crashes. They say hi. Hi. Okay. I, gave, I said you ordered for a cheddar on your burger. Don't look at That's fine. Okay. So we might or yeah. might not cut this out. This is no, great podcast. It. It. Well, <laughs> nah, we're not going to cut this out. Why would we cut this out? Uh, I figured you want some, so I brought I do. It's fine. Okay. okay I, I love you. Words, I love you Can I have a okay, friend bye. come in my room and talk to me? Okay, so Brian, what happened? <laughs> so on, uh, on Tuesday night... Uh, uh, my wife Audrey's little brother got engaged, and we went down to uh, to uh, this Mediterranean place called Aladdin's. Um, that's like three or four blocks uh, from where we live, maybe a little bit more. Uh huh. Um, but it's really close. Uh, so we went down, celebrated with them, had some uh, you know some delicious lamb and chicken and whatnot. Uh, As you do. Headed home. Uh, we're stopped at a light, and all of a sudden, bam! Hit from behind. This guy gets up, comes to the back window, says, "Oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you all right? Oh man, my neck hurts. I just had neck surgery." 
What? You okay? Did you see that guy trying to run me off the road? What? You know, hit me in the back and all this, all this sort of stuff. Oh man. Oh, I hope you guys are okay. And of course, our our car had a recall on it um, on the passenger side airbag, um, and there was a chance that there might have been uh, that it might randomly deploy and that pieces of metal might come out. Uh, which I don't know if you know anything. Uh, for those of you who don't know anything about um, about airbags, they open up like a shotgun blast. So if there was any chance of any metal getting in there, it'd basically be like getting shot in the chest with. It's it's like it's like uh, you know. It's like a grenade. Taking shrapnel. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like getting shrapnel in the chest. Basically, you could easily uh, you know die from that. And so Audrey was sitting behind me, and since we got so wait, rendered, I'm sorry. Were you driving? I was driving. Audrey was sitting in the back seat right behind me. Okay. And then we got hit from behind, so she got it way worse than I did. Um, so how, my arms got bruised. How fast and, was this guy uh, going? Uh, probably like 45. Holy uh, crap. And you were That's stopped. Insane. And we were stopped at a light, yeah. So he totally caved in, you know, our trunk and things like that and hit us hard enough that we hit the person in front of us. Um, so we pull over to the side. Um behind this jewelry store uh and the guy in front of us pulls over and of course he gets out of the car starts pacing around and has a cigarette uh and the fire department shows up uh, i call 911 you know audrey's in pain in the back seat she's immediately like ow 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 so of course i'm very concerned about her um basically the fire department gets there the paramedics get there um and she says that she's got neck head uh, pain so they put a neck brace on her strap her down on a board and get her in the ambulance and take her to the hospital where she works uh, which is close by <clears throat> uh, at this time I'm basically stuck here with a car that's barely drivable um, the the back bumper is scraping so hard against the tire that it's making like this horrible noise oh my god if I try to drive it all <clears throat> excuse me <coughs> and uh, so at this point I get a call from her little brother who just got engaged and he's like oh man I just heard what happened are you guys okay and so uh, so he drives up uh, and says he's gonna he's gonna pick me up and we're gonna go you know see her at the hospital the guy that hit us uh, keeps coming up to me and trying to hand me this piece of paper and he says hey um, I don't feel great um, I need to go home and throw up. So I'm just going to go. And I said, no, dude, you need to stay here and wait for the cops to show up so you can, so they can get your statement. We can get this all worked out. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then he, like, wanders off. And then a few minutes later, as, as the, um, as the, you know, the, the fire department's trying to talk to me, the cops coming up trying to talk to me, um, I think I was talking to the fire department, and then uh, the guy walks up again, and, and he tries me to hand me this, you know, piece of paper again, and I think it's it's got his, his information on it, and he says, "Hey, uh, yeah, I just had neck surgery, and my neck hurts. I need to go home and take my medicine." And I was like, "What? No! Like you got you got to stay here. Like what is up with you?" And so then the cop talks to him for a second. Uh, cop talks to the other guy that that we had been pushed into. Uh, and then he goes back, sits down in his car, starts to, you know, write out his police report before he comes and talks to me. Um, so 
then the guy that hit us got in his car and started doing like a 17 point turn to try to get out. And at this point I look over and lock eyes with one of the firemen and we're like shrugging to each other. Like what the heck is, what the heck is this guy doing? And then, you know, uh, we call over to the police officer and are like, Hey, did you tell this guy he could leave? And he's like, Oh God, son of a whoop whoop. And he just like starts going after him. And this point, this, at, at this point, this guy is barreling down the road. Oh my God. And like he just, he just takes off. So, I'm, I'm, I'm standing there and it's just the fire department and then this guy that we were pushed into the guy who initiated this whole thing is gone the cop is gone I'm like well what the heck do I do now my wife's in the hospital I want to go get over there because she's in the ER you know trying to figure out if anything's going on so I talked to the to the fire department uh, you know and they're like well you know stick around for a couple of minutes see if the cop comes back you know if not then you can call in um, you know you can get you know you can ask for the police report number and then you can file that with your insurance and whatnot. Um, so I, I wait around, I talk with the other guy, uh, and the, one of the, you know, firemen and he was like, yeah, this, this, this other guy's story, like the guy who, who bolted, like his story doesn't add up with your, with the two of yours at all. Um, so something's definitely up. Um, so a couple minutes go by, the cop pulls back in, gets out, and like walks up to me and is like, like I wouldn't stop. Uh, and then he starts to take my statement. Um, so he just like, what I, did he just let I the guy go or did he, what, I, what I didn't see We'll get to that. Okay. okay. What I didn't see happen was there was a tow truck that pulled in behind me. And so I'm giving my statement, I'm talking it through and the police officer was like, yeah, this guy, this guy's story doesn't add up at all. And he's, he is clearly at fault. Um, and then he, he's like, uh, he's like, here, give this, here's your copy of the police report. This is the name of the guy that hit you. This is all his, his information. I'm like, how did you, how did you get all that? Uh, and he's like, oh, and then he, he gestures back towards the car and he's like, I got him in cuffs. This dude is clearly at fault. He's going to jail. <laughs> and I look back in the back and the guy's sitting in the back of the car. And then I look over behind my car and there's a tow truck with his car on it. Oh my God. <laughs> And I go up, and I go up, and I and I look at it, and I'm taking pic- reference pictures in case the insurance company needs it. So uh, I I walk up, and I, I I need to post this in the chat so I can show you guys. But basically, he's driving a black Chrysler 300, which is a nice car. Yeah. Uh, it's also a very sturdy car, and we were driving a Honda Civic, which is a good car but not as resilient as the Chrysler 300. Uh, uh, sorry, front... I'm just, I'm unfamiliar. Is it 300? Is that like an SUV? Is that? No, it's a car. No, it's no, like no, no. a town it's car. A, like a sedan? It's a, yeah. Okay. It, think of like an old style Cadillac. Okay. But newer like and nicer. Old, like it's like a, it's a boat. Yeah, okay. It's a, it's a okay. long car, big trunk, long front, probably V6 or eight. I don't know. Okay. Um, like it's, it's, it's a long car, very resilient. Um, the front bumper is like kind of dented and the whole back of our car is caved in. Yeah. So if that gives you some idea, I walk up and like, you know, you're, you know, in, in the movies or TV shows when they like reveal something, you walk around a corner and like <laughs> something just comes into view. His, his, I, I did, I was walking up to the tow truck and like the, the back of the tow truck kind of, you know, I'm turning around the corner of the tow truck and I see the front of his car and his license plate says in gold calligraphy blessed. 
which I thought was fantastic. Wow. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I walk around to the back of the car, and there's no damage at all. There's He was not struck by anyone. Yeah. Nothing happened to this dude. He just plowed into the back of us. Yeah. Uh, Audrey was saying he was using us as his brakes. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so, basically, that all happened. Uh, I went to the hospital. Had to work my way around. I was very jittery for a while. Uh, I don't. If any of you have ever been in in a in a really bad car accident, uh, you're you get kind of confused for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have. One, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is my second. <clears throat> This is my second uh, accident. The, the last two accidents that I've been in were not my fault, and they were me getting hit out of nowhere and not seeing it coming, which is a good thing because the more relaxed you are, the less likely you are to get injured. Yeah. Right. Um, seriously. Uh, because, you know, if you, if you see it coming, you'll tense up, and then your muscles will, like, rip as it, you know, as you get hit. Not to get too graphic, I'm sorry. No, but that's, um, that's what it is. Yep, that's what yep. happens. So, and in both instances, our cars were totaled. So, our car was totaled. Um, and we just got a new one, actually, a much nicer car, which is very nice. Nice. Uh, but I spent the whole night until four o'clock in the morning in the emergency room, you know, with Audrey, and she was in a lot of pain the whole time. So, that really, really sucked. And we had a lot of well wishes from, you know, from from you guys, you know, from our friends. So I wanted to just say thank you very much uh, for everybody who was. You know, you know, having you know, well wishes for us. Just you know, sending hope out there, praying for us, uh, or just saying, hey, you know, whatever we can do, you know, let us help you out because uh, it was very, very nice and very, uh, very much appreciated. And how is Audrey now? She is, she is doing fantastic now. Um, uh, When I talked to her yesterday, she wasn't even feeling pain all the time anymore. It was just like. When she did X or Y thing, you know, when she was driving, she, you know, turning left or right with her neck, you know, kind of hurt a little bit. But the first night, uh, she she said the in the entire night from the time of the accident until she went home and went to sleep, she was at like an eight out of ten pain. Wow. So and then the next day it was like six, and then two days later it was like a four, and now it just comes and goes. So she's doing a whole whole lot better. And I'm assuming um, their insurance came through, right? Going to pay for everything? Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, that dude had killer insurance. So, they're okay. covering literally everything. Um, so, that's not going to be a problem. That's so. so weird. Like, typically, when you hear stuff that, like, like, stories about, like, you know, the guy is trying to leave the scene and stuff like that, it's they either have really bad insurance or they don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. I've never had it yes, where he's like, yeah, I, was... I have great coverage, but I'm not going to help you. <laughs> well, the cop told me. He told me he was like, "Oh, don't worry. This guy's got great insurance." Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, he had like he had like State Farm or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. And he had like a lot of he had like a lot of coverage. But anyway, um, so so yeah, so that's that's been good. Um, so she's doing a whole whole lot better. That's great. Um, and uh, you know, and they'll they're gonna have her on like some you know physical therapy and stuff to kind of ensure that she had like whiplash and and stuff like that. No broken bones, no internal bleeding, anything like that. Just like just yep. muscle strain. And whiplash and stuff like that, yeah. um, which was made worse by the fact that she was in the back seat. But uh, yeah, but yeah, so she should be 100% okay. And with you know with the stuff that they're gonna have her go through, um, she should be back to 100%. Good. So I'm very very pleased for that. Very thankful for that because it hashtag be blessed. So much worse. So much worse in so many ways. Yes. Hashtag <laughs> blessed. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was the big that was the big thing, uh, you know, that happened with me. But I did also once we got kind of 
back onto our feet and got everything managed, I did play some games. Hey! There you go. So, uh, one of the things that was really fantastic is that um, our friend Nicole Martinez, who we talked about, uh, I think, on last week's episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the writers for Telltale. Uh, you know, reached out to me and uh, you know, and gifted us with a code for the Telltale Batman game. And uh, one of the cool things that we were able to do while Audrey was in pain was, uh, you know, we kind of cuddled up on the couch, and uh, and I played some of that. And protected uh, so the streets some... of Gotham, son. Yeah. So I I, I I wrote some notes about this because I want to take uh, I want to take my reviewing seriously. Particularly because I know that one of the people involved in it is going to be listening, right. at least one. Uh, so, can you just tell me right now whether or not this is going to be spoilery, and if I need to step yeah, away I'm for a minute, I'm leaving. I'm out because yeah, I will okay. leave. No spoilers. Need okay. Be. So, so here's so here's a question. Uh, wh- would you consider what would you consider spoilers? Like specific plot points, or like if I do, if you know a certain character is going to be in it. Is the fact that they interact with another character a spoiler? As far as a villain is concerned? If it's a villain, I don't want to know. If it's not in the first five minutes, it's a spoiler. Yeah. I know Catwoman's in in it. I know Catwoman's in it. I know Harvey Dent is in it. Yeah. I know Bruce Wayne is in it. (laughs) How about... How about... Okay, okay. Me and Chris make a super effort and we'll play it by next week? No, I can't. I'm not getting... I'm getting the physical release. Here we go. Oh, why? Why? Hey, don't don't worry about it. Why? We're gonna be okay. Right. We're gonna be okay. All right, I, I, I'm <laughs> Brian. I'm trusting you. If, okay. If, if so, help me God. If I think this is too spoilery, I'm gonna. We're coming to Texas. I'm gonna okay. not be happy. You're gonna beat me up. <laughs> okay. I am gonna talk about. Uh, I'm ge- here's the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about specific things, but I'm gonna be very vague. Specifically vague. All right, let's, oh, let's I'm try this. Very, All right, I'm, go ahead. I'm doing this you for guys them. No, I'm doing this for them. My policy, my policy on spoilers. Well, first of all, I have two policies that are coming into play. <laughs> okay. One is my Read policy never to play episodic games episode by episode. Um, my policy is to wait until it's all done and then play it all at once. I'm breaking that this time because I really want to talk about this. I love Batman. I love uh, Telltale, and although the games have had issues in the past. Um, you know, with frame rates and stuff, they're more pronounced on 360 and PS3 and Vita. Oh, yeah. You know, the newer consoles like Xbox One, uh, you know, PS4. I haven't played any of them on PC, um, but they've Walking been a lot better. Great on PC. Um, but this is the first one that I've played that only came to the new uh, to the new consoles and PC. I, uh, I did play this on. So full disclosure, it was given to me as I said before. As somebody who worked uh, by somebody who worked on the game, who is a close personal friend of mine, uh, and also uh, I I didn't pay for it; it was just gifted. Um, so Thank and you. I played it on PS4. But so not hashtag ad. No, not this is <laughs> not free. an ad. This is no, not this is just what you think of like it. This. this is just what I think of it. So a few a few quick notes, and then I'll get into some stuff. Uh, some stuff maybe. Okay. <laughs> So, first of all, I love the Batmobile. All right. It's awesome. Uh, That's second of all, interesting it, in a Telltale game. Having a vehicle. It's, That's new. Kind of. I think this is one of the coolest Batmobiles I've seen. All right. Maybe ever. Okay. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, it, in this game, it feels really great. 
to act like Batman. Okay. Like, I, I think maybe more than than even the Arkham games. The Arkham games, they're just, like, fighting games. Like, obviously, they're yes. great, and, but they're fighting and, games. And I don't like the combat in the Arkham games. So when everybody was going around talking about, oh, man, the Arkham games' combat is so good. Why don't we have every game do this? I was like, no, please. This is garbage. Why Ar- would you do that? Arkham combat is perfect. Arkham combat is not <laughs> Good. For anyone it's, wondering why I'm not saying anything, it's because my jaw was just open for a, a yeah, solid 30 seconds. On the seconds. floor. It's, here's the thing. Explain to me how it is any different than Assassin's oh Creed. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I knew you were going to say that! Oh my god! <laughs> it's because Assassin's it's Creed similar. is so bad! It's no, so bad. I disagree with both. Oh I disagree. Oh my god. It is, it is. It's the same, and they're both <laughs> garbage. No. Okay, no. But, so heated. But... But here's the thing. I played through Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight because of the story. Yeah. And the stories were good, and they pulled me through. And you know what? After I'm done here, I'm going to go play Arkham Origins on PC. You know why? Not because of the combat, but because of the story. Yeah. Because okay. Batman stories are awesome. Yep. So, so anyway. Yeah, back, anyway. To, back to the thing. Back to the thing. It feels great to act like Batman. There are a couple of different types of segments that you can play as. I don't know how much you guys have heard about this. There's like, there's like, like in any Telltale game where there's, let me see, is there any Telltale game that I've played that doesn't have combat? I think they all do. Yeah. Uh, Minimal, but yeah. um, They've revamped the combat system. Okay. And it is better and smoother than it's ever been. And I'm not just talking about via frame rate. I'm talking about the way that they do it. Okay. It's more like, it's like they've changed, okay, imagine a hybrid of, like, the Wolf Among Us combat and, like, God of War quick time events. Okay. And you'll have an idea of what the combat is like in this game. It's really, I like it. It's not, it's yeah, good. yeah. It's never going to be an action-based game, obviously. Like, everyone no, no, should no, no, know no. that. But it's it's moving away from like the swipe up, swipe left, right? That kind of deal. I mean, they they still have all of those, but it's just they're framed in in they're framed in ways that are easier to respond. To, okay, can you give an example like. without like giving anything away? Of just like so like, like I'm just trying to think like button presses even like what like how can they be okay, that much so different? F- so f- so for example, well. They're they're a little bit different in the way that they relay the information. So like as you're fighting, it's okay. In Wolf Among Us, there's one scene where you're chasing a character through a hallway, and stuff comes at you at full speed, and you just have to react. Right. In this one, a dude is like, let's say you're going someplace, and this dude pops out of nowhere and starts to throw a punch at you. Time slows down and gives you like a couple of seconds to respond with the proper input. Okay. And then after you do that, it'll speed up until the next hit comes. And so it gives you a bit more. You've got a little bit more time to respond before you enter like a fail state or whatever. Almost okay. like a bulletproof monk kind of thing. And they mix things <laughs> up. And then you've also got button combinations. So like you can have like you can have like a, a triangle and R2 that can pop up if you're going to do something really cool. Okay. That'll be like a finishing move or something like that. So you'll still have the swipe left, swipe left, swipe right. You'll have the ups, downs, your yeah. X square stuff, and it'll mix it up. Like so, like if you fail, and then you got to retry the thing again. It's I not. Don't think I ever actually. Well, so did. really, they all they uh, took so that from like the Arkham <laughs> games. 
like the finishing moves thing because that's how you would always do like like end a combo in those games yeah yeah and 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 some of them are context sensitive which i really like that's um, awesome but i to say any more about that would be definitely spoiler. be a spoiler sure, to one sure. of the cooler scenes um uh, that's so something I've I always really... loved about Telltale. Like, not to take an aside, but the fact that the games are, are more crafted than almost any game there is, right? Like, it knows exactly how many enemies you're going to fight, how you're going to fight them, and where you're going to fight them. So, it's not super, like, um, involved or anything, but it, it feels better than, than 90% of games to me. Like, when you fight somebody, because it's so scripted, so I guess, scripted, without... Yeah. Without feeling like you still feel like a badass, you still feel like I did this. In my opinion, well, that and I think that's because everything's happen. more linear, right? I think it's just because everything's more li- like that's it, what I'm saying. It's yeah, a story beat. Like for example, if you're Lee in The Walking Dead and you're going up and you're trying to take out this one zombie, the zombie's going to be by the car all the time because that's how the story goes. Right. Yeah. Whereas in like a game, like an open world game, where you're attacking somebody in like since we mentioned it, Assassin's Creed Two. Like, that dude could wander around anywhere. So, like, there's yeah. no context-sensitive stuff. Yep. So, I think that's... it's They've they focused it down to, like, what specifically is happening. And that gives them more freedom in, like... Since this dude is always here, do you want to bash his face through this window? Mm-hmm. Do you want to throw him over the side of this cliff? Right, right. Do you want to stab him in the eye with a screwdriver? You know, what happened? Yeah, exactly. You do it with a purpose. It's not just... Yeah. Yep. It's there. Um, so, yeah. So, more responsive. Uh, you know, I really like the way that they did that. There's good dynamic between the characters. Um, I really like the writing. Like, it just... And, and I've heard people say that they don't like the voice acting or that they don't like the writing or it feels stilted. I didn't get that at all. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think that... Um, um, oh, my gosh. Mm. Troy? The Yes, Troy Baker okay. and I was like, I uh, think this is where and, he's going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy <laughs> and also, oh, she played Fetch in Infamous Second Son. Oh yeah, I can't remember her name. She's Catwoman in this one. Yeah, Ashley something. Ashley Johnson. Right? Is it Ashley Johnson? Yes. Yes. I thought Ashley Johnson played um, played Ellie in uh, she did. The Last of Us. She did. This is a different person. Hold on. Hold on. I got to look this up. This is going to drive me crazy. This is going to drive him crazy. Guys, I can't feel my legs from sitting cross-legged on this I, bed. You better stop doing it. It's, it's Just jump on the bed. Struggle. It's fine. Just jump on the All bed. All right. So, Chris, have you seen Suicide Squad, Chris? <laughs> no. So, we were... At- Let's not get into no, this. No, no, no. This is going to take the... <laughs> well, no, I'm going to say... We were supposed to see it on um, Thursday night in IMAX. I actually have to figure out what happened with the tickets. Um... A friend of mine, his mom had been uh, battling cancer for about seven years. She actually passed away. Um, so he had to go to a viewing on uh, Thursday. And then the funeral was ah. on Friday. And then I came to the shore. So I still haven't seen it. But uh, I'm not in I, any rush, I can tell you that. <laughs> I am very sorry about your friend. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, it's, it's terrible. We, uh, um, it was one of those things we all kind of were just waiting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, back to video games, so I can be an ass. Um <laughs> Oh, and movies. Uh, Suicide Squad, real bad. Really? Real bad. Um, go see it, though. Go like, I it. hate I hate when people say that, like, oh, yeah, it's terrible, but you should go see it. But it's worth, it's worth watching because, like, there is a good movie there somewhere. It's exactly how I feel about uh, Batman vs. Superman. It's, it's so almost there. It's unbelievable. Well, like, I'm assuming like, you've seen Batman vs. Superman, right? Oh, yeah. And and I felt that, like, 
walking out of Batman v Superman when we saw it in theaters, I remember saying to Jess, I'm like, something happened to this movie where like it got so cut up. And then yep. when the Ultimate Edition came out, I was like, oh, okay. Like, this makes a lot more sense now. Yes, Brian. Okay, Laura Bailey. Uh, oh, oh it's, it. I didn't realize it was her. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. She's great. She's absolutely great. She's, um... Yeah. Uh, Barbara Gordon isn't in, uh... The Arkham? New, no, in, uh... She might be, actually. I'm thinking, uh... Killing, killing joke? joke? Yeah. Gotcha. Which is not anyway. very good as a movie. Yeah. Oh, that's D- I'm I'm having a real tough time with DC right now. I've always been a Marvel guy, but like DC has so much cool just like potential. So much cool potential. And they're throwing so much of it away. No, but you then you get stuff like Batman the Telltale series and it's like they're doing it right when they give it to other people. <laughs> so I don't get yeah. so much of that as much as it is the things that are getting highlighted like so heavily are um the bad ones. <laughs> gotcha. Like Scott Snyder's yeah. Batman series is awesome, but like not many people talk about it. But anyway, back to, uh, Did you so, yeah. so, so the boy, so she, so she's Catwoman. She does a really great job. And I really like the, the kind of interplay between her and Batman. Okay. Um, uh, I really like it. There are new, so there are the action scenes. There are the kind of conversation piece scenes, and then there are like detective scenes. Okay. And and man, I gotta say, I'm I really like the new linking system. So because so you played the Arkham games, right? Right. Yep. Um, so if you if you haven't played the Arkham games, there are scenes where Batman basically goes around and tries to recreate a crime scene, but it feels kind of I don't know video it, gamey. It, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was lacking something. You basically just wander around and follow. He, he uses some sort of a scanner to be, oh, I can tell what happened. That's not what happens in these games. In these games, you walk around, you inspect di- different things that look like they're out of place, and then you look around at different things and you can link them with, you can link two things together, and then Batman will try to make a supposition about maybe what happened. Okay. And when you get it right, it'll advance the story. Oh, that's cool. So... It's super cool. It's like, like the, the remembering more. card game. Remember like, about that? Yeah, you know where it's like the two cards, and it's like you hit this one and this one, and they're both orange. Yay, you win! Uh, but if they're orange yeah, and blue, yeah, yeah. 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 just yeah, yeah. like the memory match game. Two. Yeah, yeah, match yeah. two. There you go. Yeah. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Is it, Brian? Tell me this. Can you just inspect everything and do it like that? That's typically how I, I mean, play those games. With you can you can definitely um, like process of elimination. Yeah, can you just you like fail to. your way through it and be like, okay, I'm gonna check the vase again and this, and then I'm gonna check the vase again and this. Like, I mean, yeah, you can, but that's like a super boring. Dude, okay, I'm just saying, it's not Batman like Batman ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I'm not Batman. That's not most like how average you're... detective. <laughs> <laughs> he figured it out after eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's Brian. So the vase so, was broken. He did so it. So I really like that. Um, I had a really good time with it. There are some twisty twisties in the plot that I like a whole lot. Um, and having ended it, I I was reminded, and by ended it, I mean I finished it. Right. Um, not like I was just like <laughs> screw this and like threw the controller Quit. through a window. <laughs> Uh, no, when I when I finished it, I was like, Ugh. I was reminded why I made that resolution never to play a seasonal game gotcha. episode by episode because I just want to know what happens. So 
comparing this to the other episode ones in the various Telltale series, this might be my favorite. It's real strong. How um, long? How long is it about? Um, I split it up between two nights. It's uh, it's a couple hours. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's actually pretty long. Um. Now I I you know I took my time. I wandered around. I inspected yeah. like everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, As you do. Yeah. So um, it took. It was. It was longer than I expected, but not as long as I wanted. Okay, fair if enough. that makes sense. Um, so basically, very strong start. I'm really interested to know what happens uh, moving forward. Um, and uh, if the quality maintains throughout uh, the series at this level, man, it might be the best Telltale game ever. Awesome. Um, and just so you know where I stand on the current ones, I've played all the Telltale games except for Minecraft, and my current favorites are uh, Walking Dead Season 1, and my favorite right now is uh, The Wolf Among Us. Okay. So good. That's kind of a, a unique opinion that I, I've seen. Most people kind of don't like The Wolf Among Us that much. What? Oh what? Is, no, no. It's so, it's so much better than like <laughs> literally everything else. It's so uh it's so good. I want. I want. I know in your two. in your circle, it's pretty big. But yeah, it it, it didn't do as well as, as most of the other. No, no, no. Well, no I I think I'm I, the only person I know that's played it. Really, it's uh, one of those you games know, in that my. I don't think people. It wasn't. Nobody knew what it was. It wasn't like a game. It has no property. Or like yeah, exactly. it has no property. Well, it, it. it does have a property, but they didn't name it that. Like it's it's it's, it's fables, the fables yeah. the comic series, but they didn't name it. that. But even even that isn't like and that, a huge sell. It's not Game of Thrones. I think or I Batman. think it's an image comic, isn't it? It's a what? I think it's an image comic, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something it? like that. Which is which is it, a part of DC. Is it yeah. Vertigo? It might be Vertigo. Uh, I'm yeah, not no, sure. I'm not I, think, I don't know. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that that actually sounds right. But anyway. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. But before before you go off and think that I've totally been bought and that all of my things that I have to say about this game are positive, I've got one. One thing that really stood out to me and took me out of it that I really didn't like. Okay. That Nicole girl, uh, all going, her lines, terrible. This is this is everything yeah, she wrote. Yeah, it's awful. All of Nicole's lines, just awful. <laughs> everything else, fantastic. The best that there ever has been. Uh, no, 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 no. The writing's fantastic, but uh, there was. So you know that you can choose to be a more, a more conservative Batman or a more kind of brutal Batman. Yeah, right? you can be your right. Batman. Yeah, and that's what be I was actually going to ask you: was what kind of Batman are you? Brian Barnett. I am I am the I am a Batman that trusts people. I'm a Batman who believes in the best of people. I'm a Batman who will never cross the line. <laughs> you're I Christian feel like you're Bale. almost actually, ba- yeah. Huh? So you're Christian Bale. No. Well, he won't cross the line. No, 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 no. I I'm Kevin Conroy. Oh, okay. Uh, and so explain for us non-nerds. Just Kevin Conroy was the Batman from the animated series, who is the perfect, probably Batman. the 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 best version of Batman. Yeah, I cannot wait um, to be my my uh, Batfleck. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Batfleck. Oh yeah, murdering. I'm just gonna, gonna end West. everyone. <laughs> Everything ends in a, so, da- okay. in a dance party. So so this is not going to spoil anything, okay. but I'm gonna get into specifics. Okay. Oh They're going to be the vaguest specifics that are not going to spoil anything, so right. don't worry about Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen, this They're podcast might spontaneously end, and that's because Brian ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. And I've killed him. 
So, so there is a scene where you have an opportunity to be violent towards someone. Batflick. <laughs> oh, I know. Or I know not. what this is. I know. I already know what this is. But I don't. So okay. keep it vague. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. You know how I feel. I hate spoilers more than almost anything. Good. So I'm not going to spoil anything. I want you guys to be able to experience it for yourself. <laughs> there is a scene where you have an opportunity to be really to like really brutalize somebody or not. And me being the straight walk the line Batman, you know, like I'm never going to cross. I'm going to I'm going to operate outside the law just to get justice done. But I'm never going to like betray the spirit of the law, Okay. which is like people in authority need to be held to. Exactly. I believe in the system. I believe in like your Jim Gordons and like I trust people and I leave the, you know, the stuff to them. But so I didn't. There's basically, I just used the threat of violence without actually perpetrating any violence against this person. Okay. And at the end of the scene, it cut to the next thing, which was Alfred talking to me, and he was he was talking about how he couldn't believe that I had done this and that this dude ended up in the hospital, uh, and he was like basically half dead, which doesn't make any sense because I didn't even touch the guy. Huh. Um, and Maybe he was it- totally fine. When I came upon him, so maybe that's that, a, a future, like that's almost uh, what that point. Like. Yeah. yeah, like oh, you left him alone, but then somebody else came and that's that's not that's not no. how it happened. Okay. I'm not, it would spoil it to tell you why it's not okay. that way. Okay, okay, um, but it th- so it just there's no there's no opportunity for like a middle ground. Like if I didn't do it, then that didn't happen. Um, basically. Uh, so uh, that really confused me. Uh, that may just be a bug that needs to get ironed out yep. or, or whatever. But uh, I, that was the one thing that took me out of it. But other than that, I had a very smooth and pleasant experience and I really, really enjoyed it. So I highly recommend it. If you're the type to, to go episode by episode with these sorts of games, pick it up because let me tell you, this Batman game is fantastic. I usually end up doing like the first episode or the second episode and then doing like the five or six at the end. Yeah. Yeah, That's and probably just, what I'll end up doing with it. Yeah. So, we're we're almost to the end of our podcast, but I do want to talk about something really quick because it strikes very close to my heart. And this is about Nintendo. Uh, oh. The uh, usual Nintendo segment. Just shorter than most. Very, <laughs> very, uh, well, very unusual Nintendo segment because it's about Metroid. Oh, uh, right. Very unusual uh, that we talk about Metroid on this podcast. It's, very, it's not unusual <laughs> that we talk about Metroid. It's unusual that Nintendo does something related to Metroid. Oh, very true, very true. That's worth talking about. And that still holds true today. Nintendo actually didn't do anything related to Metroid, but a fan has spent the past several years um, basically recreating, painstakingly recreating Metroid 2, uh, which is actually one of the games that I never got to play. Um, and he recreated it uh, in the style of Metroid Zero Mission, which came out for Game Boy Advance, which I did play. Okay. Um, basically, my first Metroid game was Super Metroid, and then I played every Metroid game after that up until Metroid Other M, which I didn't play because a lot of people were saying it was terrible. Um, Sheep. Super Metroid was still was the first one I played, and it's the gold standard. It's amazing. Uh, but I would say that Zero Mission is probably the second best one. Okay. Um, followed by Fusion and then all the Prime games. Uh, and so basically 
somebody, the, the person who was making this this fan remake of Metroid 2 posted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kotaku posted an article on it where you could go and you could pick it up. So it, as soon as I saw that, I immediately went and downloaded it because I knew that it would be flagged and taken down uh, because Nintendo doesn't really have any patience for anybody doing anything fun with things <laughs> that they should be doing things with. <laughs> Uh, they just want everybody to go sit in the corner and think about the good old days and, you know, have only that, you know. Come on, dude. You have Star Fox and Splatoon. Come on. What more get, What more do you want? Just get get out of my house, Marty. <laughs> yeah. Take a laugh. So, so, so I downloaded it and I played the first, um, the first, like, probably 10, 15 minutes of it. And I have to say, I'm, I, I like it. It's good. So uh, did it get flagged? It, it it did. It's already yes. down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The next day, it was gone. Do you gotcha. have the installer uh, so, still? Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna have to get that off you because I couldn't. Yeah. Grab oh yeah. It. Oh yeah. I will definitely pass this over to anybody because let me tell you, if Nintendo's not gonna make a Metroid game, you know, I'm not gonna let them stop. The those of us who have been, who have been so hungry for years, <laughs> for a 2D Metroid game, I'm not gonna let them deprive us of this. So, that was actually the first Metroid game I ever played and beat. Metroid, Metroid 2? Metroid 2, yeah, on a Game Boy. Oh, man. But, I mean, I was yeah. probably, like, five. Like, I was young. Yeah. I think it was only on Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's good. Have you played Zero Mission? Uh, Wait. What did I play? Fusion. I played Fusion. I did not play Zero Mission. Fusion's not as not as good. Zero Mission's way better. I actually got Fusion from a... Snapple had a... Con- not like a contest, but it was a thing where they had these silver caps, and you could collect okay. them, and my uncle worked for Snapple. Um, oh. uh, well, he still does. But um, did, you, did your uncle also work for Nintendo? Yeah, he made Mario. Um, but <laughs> one of the prizes in this contest was if you had like 400 caps or whatever, you would get a copy of uh, Metroid Fusion, and that's how I nice. got it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, uh, Metroid... Z- so, it's actually cool because Metroid Zero Mission was, uh, from what I understand, a remake of the first Metroid game. Yeah. So, after I so after I play this one, then I will have basically played all the Metroid games, which is fantastic. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So, uh, so I highly recommend, if you can get your hands on it, and, uh, and you like Metroid-style games or Castlevania-style games... And um, making Nintendo mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, come on. They're so out of touch. Uh, you know. Yeah, they have no idea. Um, they're so, done. This generation, they're yeah. done. So, yeah. So, that's that's really great. Um, yeah. So, that's... I mean, that's all I've got. You guys want to talk about anything else? Um, just two things real quick. Um, okay. One of them, this came up a few minutes before we started recording. Um, on Kotaku, it says, PlayStation 4.5, a.k.a. Neo, will be announced next month. Um, Sony just sent out invitations to an event called the PlayStation Meeting at 3 p.m. Eastern on September 7th. The company will finally reveal their upgraded PlayStation 4 model, which Kotaku broke news of earlier this year. So uh, this week we got some new art up. So if you're looking for something pretty, head on over to soundcloud.com slash the dash platformers. Check it out. Enjoy. Uh, Like, follow, share, repost. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. You can find Chris at Shrives93. You can find me at Podcast Martin. 
Spelled the way it sounds. Yeah, dog. Man, this has been an action-packed episode as usual. Car accidents, Batman, Peggle, No Man's Sky. I was going to say, and the best part, No Man's Sky. Nintendo being ridiculous. Oh, man. So we will see you guys next time. This has been episode six of The Platformers. We are out.